This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, we talked about unleashing a domino effect in your life. If you missed that episode, it was a chance to speak with one of you, someone who had read the book and has started living the book and has experienced a geometric progression in their life as a result. Make sure you go back and listen to that episode. This episode is a cool one. We are talking about your path to purpose with a friend of mine, Brian Schoenbaum of VUCA Collective. This came about, Jay originally met Brian here in Austin and said, Jeff, you gotta, you gotta meet Brian. Brian and I went out, had a great breakfast. It became very apparent that this guy operates differently. He is very clear about why he's on this earth and everything that he does is driven by purpose. We know that understanding your purpose is a, is a major opportunity for many of you. When we were working with our founding members to create the Living Your One Thing community, this was a question that kept coming up over and over again. How do I discover my purpose? It was such a commonly asked question that we decided to sit down with Brian and interview him for an exclusive video training that we are releasing in the One Thing community. We are sharing the audio of that training with you here. The reason is because we want to add value to you. We also want you to understand transparently what we're doing in this community, the type of things that we are bringing to the table. Uh, That way you can consider if it would be a fit for you guys or not. And if you think it's a fit, awesome. Go to the onething.com slash membership. And if the doors are open, which at the time of this airing, they are, you can access the community. If they are closed, which they will be very soon, then you can get on the wait list. So the next time we open them, you can check it out then. But we wanted to share this with you because we do believe it'll bring value to you regardless of whether you choose to do business with us or not. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Brian Schoenbaum about your path to purpose. I feel really fortunate because I get the opportunity to work with so many amazing people in our community and our customers and get to be a part of their world. And they trust me with being a part of their goals. And more often than not, almost everyone is focused on health. And at the core of that is diet and eating a balanced diet. But eating this kind of diet, it's a huge time commitment and it's easy to get knocked off track. That's why it's so great to have a solution when you don't have the time to do the prepping and the cooking and the cleanup, but you still wanna eat healthy. That's why we partner with Factor, and Factor is chef-created, dietitian-approved meals that are ready to go in just two minutes. With Factor, there's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. The variety of different options and meals that they have is really impressive, but go see for yourself. Head to factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150 to get 50% off. That's code 150 at factormeals.com slash 150 to get 50% off. One of the things we discovered when we were working with our founding members was that uh, there was a real need for understanding what your purpose is and getting some guidance so that you can go on a journey to discovering your purpose. Uh, As far as we are aware, we don't know of a silver bullet that says, these are the three steps to discovering your purpose. It's something that we would love to be able to ultimately tell you, this is the definitive guide. This is the course 
for you to discover your purpose. But in the meantime, behind the scenes, we are doing a lot of research, being students ourselves, which means reaching out to people who have been on their journey to discovering their purpose as well. The person you are going to meet today, Mr. Brian Schoenbaum, runs a company called VUCA Collective. VUCA in, is it Zulu? Yeah. Zulu means wake up. And everything that he does, you're going to hear about his businesses. It's driven by a purpose of helping people wake up, whether that be in their professional lives, in their personal lives. Today, we're going to go into Brian's story a little bit at the beginning. If you want to fast forward, you totally can. And we'll get into some more actionable ways for you to start going on your journey to discovering your purpose. So thanks for being here, man. Pleasure to be had. Thanks for having me today. Of course, of course. So uh, let's go through your background a little bit, give people who want to learn more about you a sense of who you are and how you ended up sitting next to me and us doing ridiculous things together. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Right before we started the cameras, we were working on on Jeff was trying to teach me how to clap, so I'm going to work on that more often. And before that, I was dancing to a Britney Spears song. (laughs) It was. That was amazing. (laughs) Maybe we'll get some more of that at the end. I played uh, football at the University of Georgia. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, looked at venturing outside of Georgia and uh, really just found everything that I needed in my backyard 45 minutes away from home as far as school went. Played college football, had a blast, met some of my lifelong best friends to this point, had a career-ending neck injury my third year, so my redshirt sophomore year, and it was really the, it felt like a, a, a death of me in a way, and really what was happening was there was a certain thing that I very strongly identified with. And it wasn't genuinely fulfilling for me, but it wasn't until that really started to fade away that I really started to find something, uh, and as Jeff said, something greater than myself and relating towards that and that be the motivating and driving factor for me. And it's been clumsy. I've made all kinds of bumps along the way. I plan to make more. And as Jeff said, it's been for me about surrounding myself with people that are interested and committed to leaning into that and that path of purpose and being connected to something greater along the way. And where did VUCA come from? How did you discover this idea of waking up? So after football in college, I started doing different things. I, I went with Habitat for Humanity to Thailand for three and a half months and just volunteered there and did a little soul searching in my early 20s. And when I came back, I realized that I needed to be my work. Uh, needed to be aligned with uh, something that really inspired me and lit me up along the way. And so... Long version short, because we can get to the part of the conversation um, outside of the focus on me, but the idea of purpose and how we can all uh, create a dynamic conversation around it. I came back and I started a company in Atlanta called Intentional Dwellings, designing and building spaces intentionally to nurture, support, and inspire people. And so I had been doing that for the past 14 years. Upon moving to Austin, I uh, was very fortunate to be involved in some nonprofit communities and some circles uh, for, there was a couple men's groups that I was involved in, and then there was a couple co-ed groups where we were basically supporting each other on the journey and talking about what it meant to live a more wakeful existence and a more wakeful life. And through that process, learned that South Austin in particular was underserved for community-minded spaces for people to come together. And so we started a space. And we really just listened. Our job all along the way was to do our best possible job of listening to the community, how we could serve them. And again, the shorter version of this story is that a warehouse landed in the lap of myself and other folks at that time 
to basically uh, use it as a case study to see how we could use it in the best interest of the community. Started out by doing community-minded events and using it as an event space, and then we soon uh, started co-working, and now we do personal and professional development workshops in the space, all aimed at the idea of bringing like-minded people together that are interested in living a more wakeful existence. So when I look over my journey to where we are here today, I look at my education. I don't ever remember in school being taught to think about why I was placed here on this earth, asking the question what type of impact I wanted to leave. That never was introduced into my life really until I started surrounding myself with the right people who all in one way or another talked about discovering your purpose. And even in the book, you see on page 134, this picture of the iceberg, which we talked about in the core module as you got onboarded into this community, the idea that most people just focus on what they can see, the tip of the iceberg, which is the the productivity and the profit, the productivity, the actions you take, and the profits, the results that you get. The challenge is when people don't get the right results, they just try to take more action. Yet the answer lies beneath the surface, and you can't know what actions to take if you don't have priority, and you can't truly understand what your priorities are if you don't have that purpose. Yet there's the big question mark, and this is what we learned from our founding members. How do I discover my purpose? What did this look like for you? What was that journey like? God, I get get goosebumps thinking about some of the folks along my way. Like There was a guidance counselor in high school, that very special lady, and she, she didn't, there wasn't a ton of time that we spent. We probably spent two hours total in her, in her, um, in her office, 15 minute sessions here and there. But there was something that she just believed in something inside of me. And she spoke to that place. And there's been a few people along the way that have done that. And I think that if we ask people closest to us, what you know, it, it's a hard thing to do. Some people just come out and say it. Hey, Jeff, what I love about you is the fact that you're so charismatic and you care about nurturing and serving people in a deep way, and you're willing to be vulnerable about it. Is that fair? Yes. So people saying that along the way, especially at very impressionable ages along the way, like I, I think about writing those things down, right? Mm. And I think that it's sometimes we realize it inside of ourselves. By the time we're able to acknowledge that, right, we're kind of on the other side of it. I think it's about really asking the questions like, what do you love? What do you see inside of me that's unique and genuine that, yeah, is, is unique and genuine or whatever the, the words are for you. I think there's something really in there that the people closest to us can really see those things better than we can because we're, we got layers and clouds and masks and all kinds of things over it. As you shared that, I just had some flashbacks to, I remember being a little kid and the things that people said about me that even when I was young, I didn't quite understand where it was coming from yet. Now, boom, like it all just hit me where it's like, oh, wow, those were all things that I totally identify with who I am. It's the story that I tell myself and um, it's absolutely part of my identity. And I never asked the question, is that a part of my purpose? And in the moment you said that, there were some dots that got connected, which was kind of cool. There was a uh, coach that I worked with for a while and one of the things he did to onboard me was, it was like the think the second or third exercise, and I'll send it to you because I'm going to probably botch the, the, the framing of it. But the idea was that you had two lines that you filled in. You asked two questions. You first listed the top 10 people that know you best and mm-hmm. that you love. I don't know. You just feel comfortable asking questions. You may be feeling comfortable asking. But you basically call 
you pick up the phone and you call these people and you say, hey, this is Brian. I'm working with a coach right now. And I've been asked to ask a couple questions to understand. And, it, and it's, it's two things along those lines. Obviously, mm-hmm. people can make it their own. But what is the thing that you value most in me as a human? And what are my greatest strengths? And I, again, I don't think that those are the two things. Um, I'm happy to find those and send those over to you in case they're shared somewhere. Yeah, and we'll, we'll link to those below the video in terms of an action guide for you guys to actually execute on this. It was, it was so powerful. I had a couple of friends that actually, after you got off the phone, they're like, I'm going to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is that you have two to three minutes to answer these questions. The answer is yes. Okay, then you go in. And it was my mother, father, and like five of my best friends and three people that I work with. Anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that for you to take away if you'd like. Before we dive further in terms of giving people some guidance on how to go on a journey, I want to take a step back and ask, in your opinion, why is it so important that someone go on a journey to discovering their purpose? You know, I know you were just talking about the iceberg, right? And, and I, it's, we were talking about marketing a while ago with somebody I really respect. Her name's actually Jenny Magic. And she's like, Brian, this is when I started starting because she's like, your funnel's upside down. And you're talking about the belly and the core of what it is you're doing. And you're actually talking to people that are consciously, mindfully on the path that you're talking about. But the idea is there's so many more people that you can serve if you make it a little bit more broad and the people that are interested in the belly can get there and you might be serving a wider pool of people that will eventually get there, but you don't want them to be turned off. By so what do you mean the funnel's upside down? Well, I had the, we had the funnel upside down. We had the small part at the top, right? So then only people, a very, very small portion of the population that we're aiming to serve could get served because their language was down here oh. at the wide part. And we had it turned upside down. How do I scale my business? How do I become financially free? All the things that are exactly. big Google SEO keywords. Yet when it comes to that niche of purpose, it's it's much smaller. But if you flip the funnel to all of a sudden identify those things, it, it, it always leads to the same place. Exactly. The idea is the idea of what we want to get is the same in the end. We want to live a wakeful life. We want to live in, on purpose. We want to be energized and fueled by things we don't want to see differentiation between our personal life and our professional life. Mm. We want to live in that gray space of I'm lit up all the time. I have healthy boundaries of when I'm in personal time and professional time. But at the same time, the idea is we're energized. We're not living to get off of work and we're not living for the weekend. We're just living. Mm. And that's expressed in everything that we do. And so I think talking about living wakeful and all that kind of stuff, you know, I can, I, can, I can go off, right? Fortunately, there's filters around me for how we put stuff out. But when I'm talking most genuinely, authentically, you know, about what lights me up, it's being around people that are also talking about that too. Mm-hmm. But now when you're looking to engage with people, how do we put that to your point? How do we put it in ways to engage in some business format? What's the payoff for someone though? Discovering your purpose can be um, scary. Mm -hmm. just because there's a lack of clarity, um, there's uncertainty involved. What's the payoff on the other end for the person who just say, okay, I'll I'll dare to get comfortable being uncomfortable and step into the unknown? Have you done that what's at risk exercise? No. What's at risk if you don't? What's at risk if we don't identify our purpose? Like what's at risk? What's at risk in my mind is if we do a blanket statement, I would say that what's at risk is living like a zombie. Mm. You know, you insert whatever word is true for you. But what's the thing that, if you were to say, if I lived a life fully doing that thing, 
versus living in purpose, mm. right? Like if I'm on autopilot, like you want to be on autopilot or in purpose and it's a journey, right? It's not like you just push a button and you're there. But living from that place, being with people that are doing that and working on being present and being calm and being centered and being energized and radical and all that kind of stuff all at the same time, what's the alternative? Like turning, turning yourself off and living out of purpose? I think it's our greatest gift. I think our greatest gift is living in purpose and being energized by that. And I think there's a certain sense of life force that comes with that that I, I wish for everybody, and I think it's unique for each individual. Something I, I heard Gary Keller say a while ago, he said, you either design your life or someone or something will design it for you. When he said that to me, like the, the, the train with the ton of bricks that, that hit me was reflecting on all the goals that I had, actions that I took to get me where I was today, it was never me asking the question, where do I want to end up? Getting clear on that destination and putting a plan in place to take action and knowing every single day I'm on track versus just kind of blindly marching forward with my head down, almost like a sheep, yeah. and ending up getting what I was getting by default, not by design. Totally. That's everything, right? And beginning to know thyself and moving from that place, the clarity comes. Because I think some, I believe sometimes if you haven't done the work, the thing that you put out there is your goal, not isn't necessarily your purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I think we have to go in to then come out to actually acknowledge what the goal is that aligns with expressing our Say purpose. Say that again, the in out thing. I don't know if it'll come out the same, but <laughs> it'll work. <laughs> Make it work. Jeff will put me in a headlock. He was threatening earlier. Because clearly uh, <laughs> I'm the stronger of the two of us. <laughs> So the idea of having enough relationship internally and clarity internally with what per, what our individual purpose is before we go run out putting a lot of goals out there. But sometimes there's a lot of things that can that can influence what our goals might be, society, family, all that stuff. But the idea is if we're coming from a genuine authentic place internally and we're expressing a goal setting from that place there's not really anything that can stop us, right? But if we're living to somebody else's call, living to somebody else's mission, it can be really misguided. And it can be really attractive too. I want to shift from more the theory and the why behind it and give people something that they can practically put into action because... We, we love the theory. We love the content. We love uh, upgrading the mindset. Mm-hmm. We want people to get into action. Yeah. One of the things that we've been talking about, I remember Jay Babazan sharing with me, you know, the path to discovering your purpose starts with getting on the path. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Totally. Commit to even getting on the path. <laughs> and, and with our founding members and in our weekly check-ins, we're often, we realize people don't often have the space or give themselves permission Mm -hmm. to have the space to even sit back and ask the question, why am I here? Mm -hmm. What drives me? What's the legacy I want to leave? They just don't time block it. Mm -hmm. You know, instead they decide it's a great idea to check email and respond to everybody else's requests instead. Totally. You know, so that's some guidance that we've already given them and we provide that space. If you were in my shoes where I'm interacting with them on a weekly basis, what are some additional things we can guide them through to to help them further discover why they're here? 
I think one of the most intimate and sometimes challenging things to do in our relationship with ourselves around the idea of purpose is to think about it. You know, we're human beings, not human doings. It's not a new statement, right? But to really be thinking about that and intentionally working on that. I'd like to invite each and every one of you to think about one of the things that brings you most present into your beingness on a very practical basis and identifying what that thing is. For an individual, it could be swimming. For some people, it could be meditating. For some people, it could be driving 30 minutes out to the country and driving back. It's whatever's appropriate for you, but to really have that reflecting time because we are in such a a go, go, go doing society. And just a reminder, we're not human doings, we're human beings. So really setting aside time and whatever that allotment is, but really thinking about that and, and being very committed and diligent and not coming up with something so big that it becomes daunting and a pain in your side to do, but something that you really, that is really attainable. Well, what I'm hearing you say is uh, it's not just about the time, it's the environment, it's the space. When you said that, I immediately thought of two to three different situations, environments where I do get into a different, I feel a different type of energy. Mm -hmm. I feel differently. I naturally am more reflective. I experience more gratitude. What I'm hearing you say is it might be valuable to identify those environments and to go there. Yes, yes, for sure. And, and the, the great thing is, is with that too, is like when I have a break, when I can leave the office or on my way out of the office or in the office, there might be outside of the office or outside of regular work regimen. And there might be things that you say, hey, at least twice a week, whether I'm stressed or not, I'm gonna go do these things because I'm gonna get in the practice of doing them anyway. So I'm gonna take a 15 minute break. I'm gonna go sit in the phone booth if you have one at work. I'm gonna put on my headphones. I'm gonna do a headspace meditation. Right, so that I'm actually bringing my intentionality and my beingness mm. into the workplace. Right, so then the idea is it's everywhere, and it's not something you just do outside of. I remember one of my mentors telling me early on when I was very lost after my income got slashed, and I knew I wanted to start a business, but I had no idea how to. And he said, "When you ask powerful questions, you'll start to get powerful answers." <laughs> he started helping me craft amazing powerful questions. Mm-hmm. How can I? whatever your goal is. What are some of the questions that you've asked yourself that has just opened your mind up to a world of possibilities that might have been shut off otherwise? Well, I just, and I think I told you this when we hung out a couple weeks ago, is that I was hitting a a personal roadblock and a a dear friend had the idea of why don't you call together 10 people, we're gonna send a text tonight, literally, and call for a mastermind. And we did, the next Wednesday, nine of my closest, dearest uh, friends, colleagues, and beyond showed up to give me support. And that was a real challenge to ask for it. And it was amazing how it showed up. One of the things that came out of that was the idea of the 80-20. You know, I, and I think I I've heard that, of it. <laughs> is it. Is it in the book? Sometimes things get in here, yeah. and I don't know where they came from. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I should talk about something different, but... No, please do. It's, um, it's very aligned. Okay. So the idea, uh, I'm going to use the phrase unique genius. Like, what is the thing that we are expressing our unique genius by doing? And how can we be spending at least 80% of our time doing that and the other 20% if needed to be outside of what energizes us, but it might be in our strengths mm. to actually be doing. Again, I don't think I'm saying anything unique here because it's all in the book. 
Well, it's a different way of, of approaching it, okay. which sometimes, you know, when we talk about just identify the 80-20 of your tasks, that might resonate with some people, but not with everyone. Yeah. Yet when you framed it in the way of what's your unique genius, what's that thing you are truly exceptional at that lights you up when you are doing it, you know, if we were even to ask you to pause the video right now and stop and to write down those things, in fact, pause the video, invest 30 seconds, what are some of those things? Go. Welcome back, if you actually did it. <laughs> uh, to, to identify those things mm-hmm. and then to open up your calendar and to reflect backwards and say, how much time am I actually investing in those things? I mean, it, my assistant can, can vouch when we are getting ready for a launch. If I'm ever at the point where I have to be in front of my computer just constantly writing trainings, copy, uh, I come out and I look like I got beat up. Because it's just, it's not my thing. And if I go and I sit down, like the day I came back after having breakfast with you, she looks at me and she's like, what just happened to you? It's like, I got my vitamin G. I just spent time with a like-minded person. We just got to collaborate. That's the thing. How do I craft a world, a, a life around doing those things? How does that drive into everything that I do professionally? You can line those dominoes up. The exercise we talked about earlier is calling 10 people. Mm -hmm. And I think it lines up with this unique genius idea. But sometimes it's hard for us to identify. Let's ask people closest to us. What is, you know, call, list out 10 people, call them, say, do you have a couple minutes? I'm working on a project right now. And I'm curious if you'd, if you'd, if you'd lean in with me for a couple minutes. I have two questions for you. You got the time? All right, let's do it. So then you ask the question, you literally just write stream of consciousness what, what it is that they're saying. And you ask the question is, what shows up when I do? Right? So like when I walk into a room, what shows up when I walk into a room? Right? Mm-hmm. And then you can ask the other question is, what do you see as my unique genius in the world? Now, when you, if you were to ask me what shows up when I show up in the room, I would probably ask you, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. How would you articulate that? So if they're put in that position, they know what totally. to say. Totally. So... What shows up when I do is the idea of what energy do I bring? Like when I show up, how does it inform or change the environment? Whether we're at a dinner party or we're just a group of friends showing up or if you're sitting there waiting for me at a coffee shop and I walk in, what, what is the high side of what you get from me? I don't want to hear the challenging stuff. This is We're just building on stuff right now, right? So if it happens to be a relative, you're giving them the framework of this is just a high side celebration. If you want to save the other stuff, save it for the holidays or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but really, really in doing that healthy frame, I appreciate you saying that. And again, feel free to use your own language around it because I think what shows up, what I do, could work for some people. Maybe it doesn't. So what I heard you say is asking what shows up when I show up. And the way of articulating that is when I walk into the room on the positive side, what do you experience? What are the positive things that you think or feel when I come into presence with you? Yeah. Well framed. Well, knew that. good guidance. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Good team. Good We're going to bump it out. Good. That's good. <laughs> so I want to get people into action um, before we set them on their way to implement everything we've talked about here today. I want you to imagine all of a sudden in this beautiful noggin of yours is you're able to recall all the mentorship and guidance you've gotten from everyone who has helped you along the way. And if you took all that collective intelligence and were to channel it into a single message for them, for the, just to resonate with them, for them to sit on, let it marinate, what would that be?
Well, I'm just going to get these out because I'm distracted by what other smart people have said. You know, um, be yourself as everyone else is taken. Follow your heart and you can't be steered wrong. At the end of the day, it's to be bold, to be willing to be radically free, to be expressed, and to be the most authentic version of yourself. I love what you said there. And when, when you were saying it, I got emotional just because it, it really resonated with me. What does it mean practically to be bold? Bold by itself is challenging for me. Maybe it fits great for you guys alone. But the idea of being humbly bold, knowing why I'm motivated to do something and being willing to stand in that. So the idea of purpose is when I know I'm serving something greater than myself, whatever that means to you, it could be Jesus, Muhammad, nature, God, any of those things, the great computer in the sky, whatever fits for you. When I'm coming from that place, when I see other people coming from that place of they're serving something greater, they're serving creativity, they're serving something, that is the place that the humble part comes in and being bold. And I, I think that's where we can be humbly bold and we are graciously moving forward, powered by or energize something greater than ourselves. And I think that's where the real magic lies. Well, I want to get people into action. So thank you so much, Brian. Where can people learn more about you? VUCAcollective.com. And we'll link to that uh, right below, but it's V-U-K-A, VUCAcollective.com. And we'll go from there. So thank you all for being in the Living Your One Thing community. As always, consuming content is great. Taking action is where the results are going to be. Please share in our community what your takeaways have been from this, where Uh, the moments that really resonated with you. I want to spark a conversation in the community around this so that we can hear where you're coming from, support you along the way, because that's what this is all about. Well, there you have it, folks. My conversation with Brian Schoenbaum from VUCA Collective. We hope this has brought value to you. We know that the idea of discovering your purpose is a big question mark for many of you. I want to leave you with a few key takeaways. The first is what Jay Papazan said to me. The path to discovering your purpose starts with getting on the path. One of the reoccurring themes you heard over and over again with Brian was not necessarily follow step one, two, three, but more about providing the space, pausing and asking the questions, whether that be reflecting on the things that people said to you when you were a kid that maybe at the time didn't make much sense to you, but now you know that, that, no, that's part of your personality. It's part of who you are. It's part of what makes you you. Pausing to ask how you can be bold, how you can boldly move forward, confidently saying, this is who I am, plastering it on a billboard, saying to the world, this is who I am, recognizing that in the process, you will attract all the right people and you will repel all the people who don't belong in your world being bold to explore why you are here. He gave you lots of actions that you can take. We hope that you will choose to take that action. If you found this valuable, we hope that you will consider joining us in the Living Your One Thing community. This is our membership community that is designed for us to be your accountability partner in living the book and getting results. It means we're talking to you every single week over a group check-in to make sure that you are clear on your priorities. We are 
constantly adding trainings to the library and we are investing in building a vibrant community of like-minded people who are constantly raising the bar and can support you. Go to the one thing.com slash membership if you would like to check it out. Right now, the doors are currently open and you can try the thing out for a buck for seven days and it's just a buck a day after that. That's full transparency. <laughs> there's, there's no other uh, smoke or mirrors there, folks. We wanna be transparent about what you're getting. We do believe this is the most valuable thing we've created since the book. We hope you will consider giving it a shot. And if it's not a fit at this time, no worries. We'll continue to add value to you here every week, twice a week on the show. Make sure that you are subscribed so that all future episodes are automatically downloaded to your device. And if this one helped you, please share it with someone. Share it with a friend. Share it with a colleague. Share it with a family member. The highest compliment that you can give us is, is trusting our message with the people that you care about most. So thank you so much again. We really appreciate you and we look forward to serving you in the next episode. 